Morning, guys. Good morning. And uh, yeah, just to add to Joan's welcome um, to people in the building and people watching at home, um, it is brilliant to have you here with us. Joan has mentioned um, in the worship that this morning we're talking about the theme of diversity and the way that God created so many different aspects of creation and so many different people and the way that he uses all of our differences to achieve different goals. Now, to begin with, I've just got a bit of an exercise that I would like the people in the building to take part in. It's nothing too active, don't worry. Um, and at home, you can join in as well. You can certainly um, grab a piece of paper. It's just don't bother shouting out because obviously it doesn't work two way. So what I'd like you to do is, is have a think about famous people in history. Everybody, anybody you can think of, great leaders, great, great politicians or great military campaigners or great civil rights leaders. It could be anyone from any time in history. And I want to ask you to ask yourselves this. In one minute, if you were to start a global movement, what six leaders from history or six influential people from history would you choose? You've got one minute to work work some out. And when you think of them, if you're in the building, feel free to, to shout them out. Yeah, so thinking of your dream team, guys, if you pick a dream team from people in history, who would it be? Talk amongst yourselves. Maybe if you are at home and you are a crafty person, you want to draw yours, I don't mind. Thinking about our dream team. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, excellent, yes, absolutely, a very influential um, figure in history, someone who's made a massive difference to the world. Winston Churchill, Churchill. not sure where that came from, didn't quite pick that out, but, oh, Colin, Um, yeah, Winston Churchill, yeah, very famous leader, Um, yeah, we've got more hands up, William Wilberforce, yeah, absolutely, Rosa Parks, brilliant, Bobby Moore, hey, <laughs> like it. Corey? Gandhi, yep. Yep, he opened that brilliant restaurant in the high street, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got more, Christine? Can I have Jesus? Can he have Jesus? Oh, there's always oh. one, isn't there? Jumps ahead of the game. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, look, I had slightly more time in the week, so... Um, more than just one minute. So I put together a list. If I was going to put together a dream team to start a church that I could say, that is going to be amazing, this is what I went with, OK? Now, one, of these, one, one or two of these are slightly contentious, perhaps. So, for instance, running, running the worship, I put the Beatles. <laughs> I know, technically, it's four, um, but I thought, you know... They were pretty good. They made a pretty big impression. They wrote some, some decent songs, didn't they? People have tried to imitate their style time and time again throughout history. The Beatles would be leading the worship. And then I thought, right, so I need someone to drive evangelism. And I went with Winston Churchill. You know, he, he could make a good speech. He could get people whipped up into a frenzy of support and really buy into what it was that he wanted people to, um, to, to buy into. Um, mission, Bill Gates. 
He's one of the one of the wealthiest people in the world, but he's also a massive ph- philanthropist. He gives away millions and millions and millions to charity every year. So I thought actually that'd be really good to channel that heart into driving the mission of of the church. Be handy if the church was ever, ever short of a few quid as well. Um, Preaching and vision, Martin Luther King. Yep, that was the one that, that came to my mind. I thought he was, he was a very, very gifted speaker, a great preacher, and we all know he had a dream. Um, Florence Nightingale would be heading up pastoral care. <laughs> I struggled to think of anybody better. I thought she'd be a, an excellent person to head up the pastoral care team. And then the overall project leader, the one that's going to bring it all together, that's going to work out the strategy and create this unbeatable force that is going to take on the world, would have to be Gareth Southgate. <laughs> yes! <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yes! He's got his final interview for the post at 8 o'clock this evening. So that was my dream team. If I could have chosen anybody from, from history to put together to make a church leadership, that was who I would choose. But of course, it doesn't work like that. When we're putting together a, a, a church, um, we, we work with the people that we've got. But of course, there was one person who had the power and authority who could have brought together at any one moment all of those amazing people that we've just listed. And that one person was Jesus. But Jesus didn't do that. He didn't handpick the best candidates from throughout time in order to lead and to develop his movement. Instead, as we're about to hear from Charlotte, he took a very different approach. Okay, guys, it's the third week of this. I think you're probably starting to know the routine. It is the obligatory story time with Charlotte now. Uh, So you might be used to this. I'm going to ask you to use the theatre of the imagination again. That's trying to maybe closing our eyes as we listen and trying to imagine what it might be like to be there in the story. Or perhaps if you are at home or you've got uh, pens and paper to hand, maybe you can draw the story, which is a, a different way to do things. But... Here we go. Jesus of Nazareth is starting to get a reputation. Scratch that. He's had a reputation for a while, but it's starting to change. No one can deny he is a wise teacher. His knowledge of scripture goes beyond that of some of the best respected rabbis, and he's still just a young man. He astounded the priests in the temple when he was only 13. There have been lots of people watching him, Pharisees among them, the religious leaders, excited to see what he might do. Some of the best young hopefuls have been vying for his attention, hoping to be chosen as his disciples. But he passes them by. Yesterday, though, he chose someone. Not one of the students well known for knowledge and purity. He chose a tax collector. Matthew, a traitor who works for the Romans who have invaded and oppressed this promised land. He takes money from the hands of his Jewish people and hands it on to Caesar to line his own pockets, to save his own skin. Suffice to say, he is not well liked here. But Jesus called him out of his corner where he hides with his tax collecting friends and he had the gall to come. After all he's done, he's followed Jesus as if God would choose a man like him. And today, 
Today they had a party, loud and raucous, and you could see it from the street. Jesus and Matthew and others of the followers and more tax collectors. And I'm told that there were others seen there too. Criminals, friends of the Romans, and they were laughing, having a fabulous time. So some friends of mine went and watched, appalled, of course. And when one of the riffraff within stepped out to refill the wine jugs, they took the opportunity to set them straight. A teacher should not be with people like you. It sets a bad example. You should not be here. He should not be here. But Jesus, somehow, over all the talking and the laughter, overheard. And he called out from the midst of it all before the one addressed could even open his mouth. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? These are the people I have come for. He is not the teacher we expected. Indeed, he is not the teacher we expected. Incidentally, um, Charlotte, can you just share what the first name was that came into your mind this morning when I asked you the question, who would would you have as as your dream leader? Oh, Boudicca. Boudicca, the fearsome warrior queen. Yeah, that wouldn't be a timid church. No, that would be a Charlotte church. (laughs) And it's every bit as terrifying as as I thought it might be. (laughs) So... Just to put some perspective on the type of people that Jesus chose to help him kick off his movement, Um, we're going to—we've got a a brief, a brief sketch which we are now going to perform. Imagine, if you will, a recruitment consultancy firm in first-century Jerusalem. Morning, boss. How are you doing? Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, all good, all good. See the game last night? Yeah, he's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, just let you know, I'm going to be in a bit late this morning. I've got a meeting first thing. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, black bloke from Nazareth. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Bit thin on the ground. But um, look, I'm gonna, I've, I've, got some, I've got some files that I want to shift. He's got this global movement that he's uh, very passionate about. Between you and me, it's going nowhere. I'm going to get rid of some of these losers that we've had their CVs for months. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, total mug, isn't he? <laughs> yep, anyway, he's coming now, so um, yeah, I'll catch you later. Bye, bye. Good morning. Uh, morning. Nice to meet you. Jesus. That's oh, me. <laughs> good to meet you. Excellent. So, um, you've got your email. Thanks for that. Sounds really exciting, this, this new movement you're kicking off. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to change the world, I think. Well, we'll see, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I looked at your requirements, and I've got just the people for you, okay? Brilliant, Tell I'm Tell me excited. a little bit about, about what, what, you, what you want to achieve. What, what is this movement all about? Oh, it's about, I guess, just fixing everything from the ground up. It's going to be great. Um, I'm really excited to see you've got blind up. I think 12, you know, that's the, that's the dream number. It's a good, good, strong number, I think, um, so you've got lots of files, so... I have, yes, yes. Um, look, you seem like a nice guy. Thanks. I've got to come straight with you on this. It's been a bit thin on the ground this year. Some of these, some of these candidates, they're probably not quite what you're looking for, but they, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Oh, right, yeah. look, let's, let's just dive straight in, because I know you are busy. So, first of all, I've got here... Um, 
Right, so this bloke, Simon Peter, he came in and uh, he's, he's, he, he wants a job. He's, he's not really had many. Um, how would I describe him? <laughs> to be honest, he was, he was difficult. I'll be straight with you. Emotionally unstable, I'd say. When I told him I might struggle to get a job, he, he flipped. He, he absolutely went mental. He's, he's just, he just has these fits of temper and rage. I'm not sure he's really one no, that you'll no, be interested. No, no, no. He sounds perfect. Really? Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to take him. I think that's the guy. Yeah. He's all yours. Brilliant. A strong start. Thanks. Right. Okay. Um, right, well, well, I've got uh, this next one. Um, so his name's Andrew. Um, really nice guy. Lovely. Um, I wouldn't call him a leader. Um, what, what would I call him? Uh, I'd call him a wet blanket, to be honest. He was soft as anything. He had no redeeming qualities. He was the dullest person you could ever wish to meet. And frankly, if you want to launch a global movement, you can, you can forget about him. He's not going to be one of your leaders. No, so, uh, let's no, no. Re- um, no, I think he sounds good. Good? I'll take him. Definitely. You will? Definitely. You know, sometimes people don't look like leaders, but they've got... They've got something. Oh, thank goodness for that. We won't just get rid of that loser for ages. Brilliant. Right, okay. This is going well. Right then, so the next... Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. Two brothers. They work together. Um, go by the name to James and John. Right. I wouldn't trust them. All they were interested in was how much money they're going to make, who's going to have the best title. One wanted to be managing director, one wanted to be chief executive. They just argued amongst themselves. Absolutely no loyalty whatsoever. So in a global movement, you're going to need trust. You're going to need people you can rely on. You're going to need people who look beyond their own self-interest. I'm going to need James and John. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I've got a really good feeling about these two. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be... Part of my dream team. I can feel it. Dream team? Yeah. I've got to say, I think you're mad. I think you're mad. It's been said before. Right, so the next one. Brilliant name, this chap. Thomas. Can't knock the name. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but this individual, he, he's one of these people who just asks awkward questions all the time. He questions this. How can I believe this? How can I trust that? He, he, he's awkward. He's not the sort of person that's good for morale. If, if you have him in the team, even with the rest of them, if you have him, him in the team, all he's going to do is drag everybody else down. So I reckon that the next one is probably a far better candidate. No, I, I think it's good to have someone who asks questions, you know. Make sure everyone's doing their best. Make sure things are being done the right way. Questions are good. I'll, questions yeah. are good. OK. Yeah. All right, all right, fine. Um, ah, now, the next one, um, he's actually, I've got to inform you, this company policy and all that, I don't make the rules. Um, he's been involved in some very dodgy financial dealings. Um, he was actually blacklisted by the Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. Um, he's going to bring all sorts of red tape and difficulties. Uh, goes by the name of, of Matthew, and um, <clears throat> he's actually he's a tax collector. I see. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> anyway, there's always one. No, no. You're going to tell me about him as well, aren't I you? I really do. Global movement. You're going to get, struggle to get out of the one room, let alone go out into the rest of the world. No, 
this is, think... This is crazy. Right, OK, I've got two more that are probably up your street. James and Thaddeus. You know what they are? No dodgy dealings. Nice enough guys, but you don't want to mess with these sorts of people. These are radical extremists. They've got a very dark past, very questionable history. They are not the sort of people that you want to mess with. And they've also got manic depressive tendencies. So they're passionate. You've got a very weird way of interpreting people, honestly. Listen, I feel really bad. All I've done is given you the worst candidates that I've ever had come through my door. But, but, as I say, you seem like a nice guy. So the last, I've saved the best till last, all right? This guy's an absolute cracker. He came in with brilliant references. He's an excellent candidate. He's got huge potential, loads of ability, very resourceful, good with people. He's a natural entrepreneur. He's well-connected, high places, always useful. He's motivated, ambitious, responsible. My best recommended candidate above any of the others is this guy. You cannot go wrong with Judas Iscariot. All right. Yeah. I think I've got a place for this guy. Great. Well, good luck with all that. And um, let me know if you want to recruit any more in the future when that lot let you down. See ya. Thanks very much. So, there we go, a little picture of maybe the unusual way uh, that Jesus picks his team. He just doesn't choose the expected candidates. And I wonder uh, why you guys think he chooses the people that he does. I'm not going to give you an answer. That's not the way I like to do things. But uh, I think suffice to say that we see all the way through the Bible, not just uh, Jesus picking his dream team, but God all the way um, from creation to the brilliant conclusion of the big story, picks these people who seem really unusual. He uses uh, groups of people that seem like they have all the wrong ingredients uh, to get the end result that God is after. But sometimes things might look like the wrong ingredients, but actually be the right ones. And thinking of using crazy ingredients to get a good result, I think Tom has got, uh, we're now going to enter the Tom's Cookery Show portion of this morning's service. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So, some of you will be bakers. I'm not one of you. But this morning, we are going to create something wonderful. And this is something that if you're at home, or when you get home, if you're in a building now, you might want to experiment with. Because I'm going to make a cake this morning using two ingredients. Okay? One of them, you can probably guess. The other one, you probably can't. So, as you can see, I have here a bag of self-raising flour. Classic cake ingredients. A classic cake ingredient. You're not going too wild just yet. Exactly, exactly. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take self-raising flour, get that out of there, and I'm just going to go with... Did Joe tell you the measurements? No, no, I'm just using my my natural... Yes, she did, yeah. (laughs) So, we're going to take... One cup self-raising flour. We're going to take another cup of self-raising flour. 
Good. There we go. So, self-raising flour. You're probably not that shocked that we're putting flour in a cake. It's a, like Charlotte said, a fairly standard ingredient. Right then, so, next ingredient. Ice cream. Ice what? cream. Yeah. You see, no Ice eggs, cream. no sugar, no butter, no whatever else you put in cakes. That's the limit of my expertise. But instead, we are going to... Having put one and a half cups, maybe a little bit more, of self-raising flour, we are now going to put, we'll be generous, we are going to put two cups of ice cream. I, I, know, I know a lot of you will be taking notes on here. It's a very complicated recipe. Two cups of ice cream in there. The ice cream's been left to go soft for a little while. It's not all, not all still really, really frozen. Um, it's just that nice gooey stage that gets all everywhere and makes a mess. Yep. <laughs> So, I'm going to put that in there. Do you want me to mix, or are you... Um, are we yeah. mixing it? Yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. So, once you've got that in there, you start mixing. There we go, that'll do. A little bit more. And, of course, if you're really adventurous, you can use chocolate ice cream or rum and raisin or anything you like, anything you like. Mix it all in together as Charlotte is doing now. I'm glad you're doing that because I cover myself. Oh, no, you're doing the same. That's yep. good. Um, <laughs> but you see, the reason we're doing this is because you wouldn't be surprised to see flour going into a cake. But ice cream is not a normal cake ingredient. But of course, when you think about it, actually, in amongst ice cream is all the different bits and pieces that you need in order to make a, a cake. And actually, ice cream cake is a real thing. What you do is you, you stir it together until it um, makes a sort of a... a, a dough mixture, and then you put it into a loaf tin. I'm doing my best. <laughs> takes, a, takes a little while to get it all into the dough, but we mix it all together, and it creates a dough, and then what we do, when it's there, Stop. which it might be, Eventually. No, I'm going to do it right, because then we can eat it later. <laughs> doing, a great, doing a great job, Charlotte. Great job. Okay. Okay, so we're yeah. more or less there. <laughs> sort of. It's fine. We put it into a loaf tin, and then what you do is, for about 40 minutes on about 180, I'd say... <clears throat> <laughs> Did you... Oh, I thought that was all casual. <laughs> um, put it in the oven and cook it. And by the end of it... Here's one I made earlier. Well, say I. <laughs> That's um, sort of... Here's one I watched Joe making earlier. What we have here is an ice cream cake. Now, obviously, I'd love to share it all with you, but like with the bacon sandwiches last week, we can't because of COVID. The Charlotte and I COVID, have got to we're going to have to eat the cake. cake. Yes. But I, just, I, do, I do hope it works. We haven't actually cut it open yet. But I'm just going to cut this. Look at that. You can see. It's cake. It's cake. It is cake. And I won't take a bite because then I won't be able to eat. But in a minute, I'm going to ask Charlotte to cut a slice and take a bite. And she will say that it's actually a, quite a nice, quite a palatable cake. It doesn't last ever so long. It goes a little bit dry after a while. But if you use different flavours of ice cream, or if you put chocolate chips in there or, or anything like that, it's a really nice cake. But you wouldn't expect it, would you? 
If someone says make a cake, you don't go to the freezer and get the ice cream out normally. But hidden in ice cream is all the ingredients that you require to make a really nice, tasty cake. And even someone like me can make it. So I'd encourage you this afternoon to, to go to your freezer, get some ice cream, make an ice cream cake. And while you're doing it, just think about all the different ingredients that are in ice cream that we don't necessarily think about. Yeah. So, that's pretty much where we're going to leave it. If you are a person who is here in the congregation, uh, you will have found when you came in uh, my obligatory craft on your seats. Uh, If you are at home, this is definitely something you can do later. It is super duper easy. What I've put for you guys is some very basic papery weaving. Uh, We've been thinking today maybe a little bit about the unexpected people uh, that God weaves together uh, to make his church. Maybe the unexpected places people are called. So what I'd really encourage you to do is while we sort of throw in our final song, and maybe I'll just give you a little moment before uh, Joan comes back up just to, to have a think and reflect and give it a start, is to weave your paper together. And maybe as you're doing it, you can think to yourself, um, are there places within the church where I have maybe felt called to serve? Are there people I've felt called to minister to who I've thought I won't fit there in the past? Uh, I don't have the skills. I don't have what it takes. Uh, I'd encourage you that perhaps you are wrong. Maybe you're looking at it the way the world might and God might look at things a little differently. So I'll leave you with that.